You are entering a space of thoughts and jokes, of echoes and analysis, a stopover from sense, a sojourn from sincerity, the cross-section between entertainment and bewilderment, a limitless void of laughter and curses from which few escape. You've just crossed the border into the spooky spot. My name is Jess. I'm Liz. And you're listening to the Spooky Spot, where the people who host it remember to introduce themselves. Two out of three times. <laughs> Two out of three ain't bad, <laughs> as Mr. Meatloaf said. <laughs> Mr. Loaf. Mr. Loaf! <laughs> Meet's my father. Please call me Meat. Mr. Loaf is my father. So. So the Spooky Spot. Show about anthology shows, where we're continuing our watch of The Twilight Zone. With episode three, uh, Mr. Denton. On Doomsday. Damn. Mr. Denton on Damsday. Mr. Dooman on Denton Day. <laughs> Mr. Dooman on Dent Day. I want to be called Mr. Dooman. Same. <laughs> uh, feels so weird to record on a Tuesday. On a Tuesday. Um, on a Tuesday. That's why we can't do it, because we'll just keep saying that. True. But yes, it is Tuesday, even though when it is released, it will probably not. Be on a Tuesday. I think I'm going to start releasing them on Wednesdays, so it'll be Wednesday. Damn. On a Wednesday. In a world. On a Wednesday. I want to do everything that Bobby Newport voice, so I'm going to try to stop myself. <laughs> Al Dent. <laughs> Never worked day in his luck. Let's jump right into Mr. Al Dente. Mr. Al Dente on Doom Spot. <laughs> Doom Spot. We know Doomsday need a, needs also a pasta name. Yeah. <laughs> What's the other ways you can cook a pasta? <laughs> I don't know any other ones because I think they're all wrong. <laughs> the other ones. It could be yeah. It could be wrong. I don't know the Italian word for raw pasta or overdone pasta. You, no, it's just your grandma yelling at you. Uh, yeah, so that's it's just called. your grandma yelling at you. Is my my knowledge. My grandma yelling at you. <laughs> if I know anything about Italian grandmas, it's. Getting yelled at is overdone pasta. And the hand gesture that listeners can't see. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. They yeah, know yeah. what we're talking about. Yeah. You know. You know the gesture, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> the, the the one thing Italians do. The Italian gesture, you know. That is inherited and not inherited at the same time. You just <laughs> pick it up on the street. 100%. There goes a cat. <laughs> that definitely got picked up. I'll leave it in. He's that loud? He got picked up on the mic? Probably. I'll hear it in the playback. Oh, I love him. (laughs) That's my cat, ladies and gents. I don't think you've heard him in other episodes like I've managed to cut him out. Damn. He's trying to start a a fucking Korean show business and you just cut him out like that? (laughs) I think podcasting is much of a career in show business. You You start small, okay? You start real small. So, Al Denton. Al Denton. Mr. Denton on Overly Dramatic Doomsday. Yeah, is Denton in Dalton? Yeah. Yeah. So we open on a uh, a little western town, back at it again in the rock quarry, mm-hmm, I think. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Defo. <laughs> um, there's a, a disheveled man, comes tripping on out of 
Dalton's saloon. So there's Dalton and Denton in this town. Very bad planning. That's Mr. N- Sterling. <laughs> Mr. Sterling, you could have come up with more than two names. That starts with D. <laughs> True. So he kind of trips down the stairs and he's laying in the dirt. We briefly see an old man across the street with a uh, a cart full of stuff. A wagon. A wagon. <laughs> and then a uh, crowd of no-good Nicks come out of the saloon, led by... Uh, the no-goodest Nick. The no-goodest Nick, uh, 30-year-old Martin Landau. He's 30 in he, this? I looked it up. He, he was 30. He looks 20. He does. What the... L- little baby Landau. Um, that's middle-aged Land. Actually, no, he 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 only died last year. Yeah. So it's not even middle-aged. The young man, slightly older than little baby Landau. He looks like a little baby. He does. Oh my god! I thought he was way younger. He he's got a baby face. That's cr- that's like freaking on Law and Order with Sam Watterson. Yeah. He looks, you know. Maybe 30, and he's way older, and I'm yeah. like, what's up? <laughs> Even after he'd been there for a while, he still didn't look that old. Yeah. Yeah. What's up? What's up? Dudes who do that. <laughs> At dudes. At dudes. What's up? So there's there's two moods now. At dudes, and why do men need fingers? And we're not getting into that in this episode. No. That's way off topic. We're not going to... <laughs> so the OG Why Do Men Need Fingers, mm-hmm. our inside joke of Why Do Men Need Fingers, is related to shooting a gun. Fuck! Did you forget that? Yes! The two things men need fingers for. Thanks, Shape of Water. Shout out to the fave, Shape of Water. Shout out to... Academy Award winning. <laughs> yes, Shape four time water. Academy Award winner. Shape of Water. Ugh. Love it so much. But the Twilight Zone. <laughs> Which is why we're here and not a podcast about the Shape of Water. Mm. <laughs> Stay tuned for our spin-off project where we watch the Shape of Water once a week. And just go, a- yes, the whole time. It's just going to be an hour of us going, yes. Honestly. <sighs> And maybe two times we go, no. <laughs> no. And then we go back to yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes. So in uh, the story of Alden. God, we haven't fight. No one's even said anything yet. It's true. We're in the first 30 seconds. <sighs> so Martin Landau and his crew come out. And they're like, all right, come on. If you want some uh, some liquor, you're going to sing know for her. it. Sorry. The liquor, I barely even know her. There's a... Uh, Great shot of Denton kind of laying on the the steps. steps of the saloon, and he's looking up. And Dan is the character's name, but I'm going to keep saying Martin. Landau. Yeah, he's got a dumb name in this episode. Dan Hodling. Oh fuck! It's a pass. <laughs> Take a hard pass on that last name. No one's got good names, okay? Is... Except shout outs to Liz the prostitute, Liz Smith the good prostitute. <laughs> And the bartenders, Charlie, they're okay. They're o- yeah, they're all right. they didn't do anything offensive. <laughs> I, have or, to, I have to or, shout out Liz. True to a fellow Liz. Liz has got to stick together, even though she's a fake Liz. Mm. Denton's laying back on the stairs, and uh, Lando's got a bottle in his hand that's at like crotch height. Yeah, everything. Yeah, he just kind of like tips out. It looks like he's peeing on him. When you taunt people, it should be crotch height. It should be crotch height. Everything's should, crotch height. Should look like you're peeing on him. And so then he's like, yeah, come on. You know, 
Sing if you want some liquor. How dry I am. And uh, Al stands up. He's not having a good time. He, we should describe him. He's real disheveled. Mm-hmm. Real dusty. Real sweaty. Real sweaty. Gee, Mr. Denton, you're looking all sweaty. Well, actually, he's sweaty and also just got liquor poured on him, so it's a bad mix for everybody. And it's true, yeah. He's not having a good time. Yeah, his shirt's not tucked in anymore, or, like, it's half-tucked. It's half-tucked, and I think the buttons are fucked up. Yeah. Like, everybody else was trying, and Denton's just rolling in the dust. Yeah. Well, Martin Landau's got the good outfit. It's true. Martin Landau's got the best outfit. He's looking outfit. snazzy. He's got the best outfit in this episode. He's yeah. the best looking person around. Yes. <laughs> so Denton stands up and he's singing and he's bad at at singing. Surprise. <laughs> Surprise. Put you can also tell he does not want to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that picks up great on the mic. <laughs> It looks good, yeah. (laughs) Everyone wants to hear you do that. (laughs) Well, they heard it. (laughs) Everyone, uh, the four people. I know four people who are excited to hear this. (laughs) When I start putting it Uh, out. Shout outs to them. You guys exist. I love them. Oh. (laughs) Listen to anyone who supports me, unfortunately, I love them. (laughs) The OG support on Twitter is true. While he's out there singing, we see inside our aforementioned Liz and Charlie. And Liz is like, can you do nothing to stop this? And Charlie's like, mm, no. no. <laughs> I'm the proprietor of this saloon. This is my business. And yet I can do nothing to stop it. Yeah. You, yeah. you already see that Martin Landau's a bully. Yeah. And so the bartender's just like, I don't want to deal with that. <laughs> he's probably rich. Yeah. He looks much richer than everyone else. Still don't know anyone's job. It's true. No one ever. Ha- no one has a job except Liz and Charlie. Yeah. And Henry. Mr. Peddler. Henry Fate, who we meet later. So there's, you know, there's people with three jobs. And the barber, whose name we don't get, but he's also there. We barely even see his face. Yeah. <laughs> he's more just a body yeah. that puts a sheet over Denton to and give And so, him a yeah, shade. that's it. Those are the jobs. <coughs> God forbid we give the main characters jobs besides no. shooting a gun. Besides gunman. And taunting. Yeah. Those are those the profitable jobs back in the day. Listen, being a bully used to be very profitable. I still am. <laughs> it still kind of is if you do it right yeah. and you call it being an entrepreneur. Yeah. Zing. So Landau's like, yeah, all right, we're good. He goes to hand him the bottle and then bashes it against the, the saloon post and then throws it in the street. Yeah. Just a real mean girl. Denton goes tumbling after it because he's, you know. They wear black on Wednesdays. <laughs> he wears black every day, I'm sure. It's in black and white, so we can only assume what the hell they're wearing. That's true, we don't know. We have no idea. So Denton goes tumbling out after this broken bottle in the street because he's an alcoholic who has a disease. And he's drinking out of a broken bottle, which is and, great. you know, not bleeding from the mouth. True. It's that good sugar glass. Yeah, right? I wonder when that got invented. That'd be interesting to know. Because, you know, you know, like, the <coughs> the stunts back in the day was real-life shit mm. that people were just dying. <laughs> people, they'd be dying. So I wonder when someone got fed up with going through glass and getting stabbed and cut and died all the time. Unless they were Buster Keaton, they were dying. Yeah. And even then, Keaton got real fucked yeah. up. Yeah. So, I wonder when stunts started to get safe. <laughs> That'd be a cool history to know. Hey, drunk history! A, hey, drunk history. B, at the library. Maybe there's some books on stuntmen there. 
then we got our opening narration, which I feel like this is longer than most the other two we've watched. Yeah. There's more action before we find out what's up. And it names this man as Al Denton, the town drunk. And Denton's just kind of laying, crying in the street. <clears throat> Honestly. Rolling around in the dust. <laughs> kind of same. Catch me every Wednesday. <laughs> Catch me every Wednesday laying in the street. And then we pan up and we see the old man who's been standing across the street in front of his cart. The narration names him as a, a peddler, a salesman selling things. Whatever the hell you want. <laughs> what, what, hey, bitch, whatever the fuck you want. It's up in this I, black Mariah. Whatever yeah. you want, I got it. Hey, yeah. hey. You, I got it. I got it. I got it. The Henry J. Fate story. <laughs> and then a... Uh, Gun shows up in the dust. Just kind of appears. Appears. Fate puts it there, but by magic and not by putting anything down on the ground. Yep. Because it's magic. Um, it's the, that's the episode. It was just fate and weird magic. The gun, at first blush, is intended to give Elden a second chance at life. Even though a gun totally fucked up his first chance at life. Yeah, because Liz was like, hey, you used to be really good. You used to be real good with a gun, right? <laughs> Right. And he's like, uh, I think so. Uh, maybe. It was a long time ago. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so Den sits up and he's fiddling around with the the uh, cracked liquor bottle. And someone almost runs him over in a cart because yep. he's laying in the middle of the street. <laughs> and then he kind of jostles over to the side and that's when he sees the gun and he picks it up. And Fate's just watching him, hanging out. As you do. Fate's just like in the background of half these shots. I've always wondered if everyone else saw him. Because I don't think they did. I don't think they did, but the kid at the end definitely did at some point as well, because he was also manipulated. Yeah, but like... But yeah, we don't see anyone else ever in His cart is also quite large. His wagon is quite large. And yeah, no one else reacted to him. No being one Being like, hey... I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. Liz comes out of the saloon and she's talking to him and she's like, yeah, you should be pretty good with a gun. Elle's like... Uh, yeah, yeah. Before I started drinking. And she says, why do you have to drink so much? Why? Why? It's all your fault. Why are you doing it? It's a moral failing. You don't have a disease. <laughs> Alcoholism is a disease, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> you can just stop any day, man. You can. I can stop any time I want. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, Liz, you work at the bar. What's, you should know what's <laughs> up. You should know what's up. <laughs> well, hmm. back in the old-timey Wild West days, it was your fault that you were an alcoholic. And I'm trying to remember when they started acknowledging it as a disease. Because it might have been about this time in 1959. Hmm. I don't remember my medical history, unfortunately. Hmm. So we're just gonna keep going. Landau and his buddies come back out of the saloon. I feel bad for calling him by his name, but we just... <laughs> it, the other name just sucks. I'm sorry. Dan Hodling and his crew of screwballs yeah, come my- out of... Dalton's saloon. It's punk-ass 30-year-old this Martin Landau. Punk-ass Dan Odling of the Wild West Hodlings. <laughs> what do you think the Hodlings do? What do you, how do you think uh, they got their money? I don't even want to think about that. Cattle rustlers? Mining? What it's do you... gotta be something with cattle. Alright. Yeah. So then Dan can just, you know, gallivant around with a gun and do whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah, exactly. Until he takes over daddy's business. Yeah. Yeah. So Landau and his uh, bunch of cronies come back out of the saloon to fuck with Al Dente again. And he's like, yeah, all right, Rummy, start singing. You know, fucking do it. And so, yeah, he starts singing. Landau kind of 
tells him to stop, and then he sees the gun in his hand. No, he he gets him to sing, and then he's like, all right, you, you go in the bar, you got your drink. Yeah. Then as he passes, he sees the oh, gun. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because Liz is like, hey, you don't have to do this. I, I can buy you a drink, don't do this. And he's like, I gotta sing. I uh, know I, I have to sing because I don't want a woman to buy me a drink. Like, yeah, what the honestly, fuck? honestly. Mm, shaking my head, shaking my head. Al, you could just have a good life if you trusted your prostitute friend. No. And you let her stand up for you. No, can't do that. Can't do that. So while he's walking by to to go inside, Landau sees the gun in his hand and he's like, oh. Where'd you get a gun? Where'd you get a gun? Eh? And Ten's like, I... I found it in the street. It's mine. It's just holding it. It's somebody else's. I just picked it up. Or whatever. <laughs> and Lana's very excited. He's like, all right, let's, you know, have a shoot-off. And Liz is like, no. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> we could not do well, this. Charlie the barkeep's like that, too. Yeah, yeah. Char- we see um, behind Landau, Charlie the barkeeper is standing out by the... Uh, you know, the old-timey saloon doors. Yeah, because they're, they're on the frickin' porch. Yeah, they're just standing out on the porch of the saloon. And Charlie's also trying to get them to, you know, not have this this gun battle. No one wants to have this <laughs> gun battle. <laughs> yeah, the gun battle. It sounds like there's a lot more action than just standing there and shooting <laughs> the, once. The shoot-off. Shoot-out. Showdown. <laughs> God, you're a mess. <laughs> I don't know what words are. Hasn't stopped me from talking for multiple hours, but I don't know what words are. Okay. So they're going to have this shootout. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dan Landau's the only one who wants to have the Dan shootout. Dan Landau. Dan Landau. Okay. He's the only one who wants to have the shootout. There's a great shot where he kicks the saloon door and you just see Charlie fall out of frame. Yeah, because Charlie's like, hey, don't do it. And he's like, ka And she kicks him. Pow! It's very good. No, we don't see Charlie. You don't see Charlie again for a little bit. So Dan's like, all right, yeah, out here in the street. He says, in fact, I'm gonna shoot left-handed. And he makes a big show of turning his gun around and taking it out with his left hand. Brandishing it about like a jerk. And Al Dente's like, Liz, tell him I don't want to fight because he's not listening to me. Because he doesn't have a spine, but his prostitute best friend does. Yes. His his best and only friend mm-hmm. does and will tell Dan to fuck off. Mm-hmm. And I presume did at one point or another. And so while he's talking to her, he's just kind of... Gesturing. Gesturing vaguely with the gun. His finger's like not even on the trigger. I don't, you don't even see him that he's cocked it, but you know. Yeah. It's not cocked, his finger's not on the trigger, he's just waving this gun around, trying to get out of the gunfight, and then the gun goes off! Boom! Bang! Fate shot the gun. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, and actually when this is happening, mysterious little shadow figure Fate, Mr. Fate in the background, he's watching the whole thing. Yeah. Intently. And you can see he's tracking what he's doing with the gun. So yeah, he's the one who shot it. When is it plausible for me to make this gun go off? Yeah, exactly. L shoots Dan, like, in the wrist, because, you know, Dan's also just kind of pointing his gun around like a jerk. And everyone's real surprised that... Ah, he hit his mark again! Damn, he hit his mark. He hasn't done that in forever. Dan got fucked up. Yeah. Dan got what was coming to him, frankly, for being an asshole. And I love every time we see Fate, most of the time, he's standing in front of his cart in such a way that you can't see the word Fate written on the side. Yeah. Which is... They don't want you to know. They don't want you to know. 
And if you had a smaller TV than the one that we had, you would not oh, be able. True. You would not be able to read the word fate on the side of the cart. Had they read anything back then? Uh, they didn't. They didn't know that that was a mannequin in the van in the first episode. They didn't yeah. know fate was written on the cart in yeah. third yeah. one. Damn. This giant HDTV is ruining everything. Damn you, giant HDTV that Eric has. <laughs> Though I love how we can read all the little small print on those on some commercials where it's like, hey, don't do this and this and this and this. It's like, ah, I can see you. I see you. <laughs> You're legally required to put that in there, but now I can read it. <laughs> Charlie runs out of the bar. He finally gets up from Dan knocking him over. You know, he hustles him on in and everybody goes in and they're gonna, you know... Get a drink to celebrate. Yeah, because... Fucking over the town bully. Yeah, you shot again. I'm gonna buy you a drink. (laughs) Yes. You can shoot a gun again. Let's get you a drink. Which, hey, why can't I live my life like that? I want to get free stuff for just shooting a gun. Yeah. I mean... (laughs) hmm. (laughs) I didn't say well. (laughs) You could get free stuff for shooting a gun. Listen, let's not... (laughs) (laughs) There are ways. Yes. I'm not going to say them into a recording. No. But there are ways to get free stuff by shooting a gun. Yes. But also, Al Dente also garnered the town's appreciation again for shooting his gun. Yes, because he was back at it again at good at shooting guns. Yeah. (laughs) So we see the inside of this uh, saloon. We see there's another prostitute. Hooker. Sorry. Another hooker. (laughs) It's kind of a little bar. There's some nice paintings on the walls. It's an interesting set. I don't know. I liked it. It's what you see most of the time with Wild West movies. Yeah. I don't know. I always enjoy the the saloon setting. Saloon slash brothel. If I lived in the Wild West times, I would try to hang out in the saloon slash brothel. All I can think of is uh, Deadwood. That's like one of their main sets. No, it is their main set. (laughs) Deadwood just takes place in a saloon slash brothel? Kind of. Like, yeah, they're in a town, but... It's mainly in... Nothing's there. It's Swearigen's bar, that's why. There you go. So, and his office is there, his bedroom's there. He runs the town. He runs the town out of the saloon. (laughs) Same. Yeah, he he does. You get, like, two other sets besides the the street outside, and, like, that's it. (laughs) There you go. So while they're getting... Al Dente, his uh, <laughs> celebration drink. I just love calling him that. It's his name, yeah. Al it's Dente. A, it's a better name than Al Denton. It's more rememberable. Yeah. So they're getting Al Dente his drink. Hodling comes barging back in. He's like, hey. And he's, yeah, his hand's all bloody. He's like, hey. <laughs> his, his left hand got shot, but he's still got that right hand. The hand he shoots with for real. You know, you know, the actual shooting hand. And he's like, bitch, let's square up. Right now in this bar, let's go. Denton face off indoors. Let's go. Yeah. And all the extras scatter. In a, but, like, bad. Badly. They don't do it well. Like, most of them get the gist and go to the opposite sides. But you get, like, a couple stragglers who stay behind the people getting shot at or next to the people getting shot at until, like, the last minute. You just kind of see them run across the screen. <laughs> it's true. There's, this episode's worth watching if only to watch the extras try to do things. Yeah, because you could tell they had no direction. Or they had very little direction. So Al starts gesturing with a gun again, because he's like, oh man, I didn't mean to blah blah blah. Yeah, literally, I didn't mean to shoot. And I didn't he mean- shoots him again. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and we see Fate come sneaking up to outside the, the doors, looking to the, in. The wing doors, yeah. And then the 
gun goes off again, and he shoots a lantern on the ceiling, and it falls down, knocks the gun out of uh, Dan's hand, and knocks him flat on his ass. Yeah. Because he's like a twig, and he just falls over. He's a twig (laughs) man. Martin Landau at 30 was a little twig man, just so everybody knows. (laughs) Some extra comes over, and he says, Oh, Mr. Den, can I get you a drink? And go, he, t- he immediately turns and he's pointing the gun at the man. <laughs> yeah. What did you call me? Yeah, all threatening. It's like the most lucid he is in, yeah. this, in this whole sequence is, what'd you call me? Uh, Mr. Denton? He's <laughs> right? He's like, Liz, they called me Mr. Denton. He's all happy. They respect me again. They're not calling me little bitch-ass rummy anymore. Which I don't think in the Wild West they had much rum. Yeah, no. It was whiskey yeah. out there, so I don't know why they're calling him Rummy. Because uh, OG writer of the show couldn't think of another nickname for him. <laughs> True. I mean... I or don't... he really liked rum. I don't know. Uh, yeah, rum would have been expensive, because it came from, like, here. Yeah. Like, it was a, a New England... Not invention. Export. <laughs> <laughs> no, we invented it. We didn't. <laughs> I'm trying to... Again, you don't know. Al- you don't know the origins of all these fucking alcohols. What's wrong with you? I have a rummy. B- Listen, I have R- a book. I actually call you rummy with how much you drink. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> you fucking love rum. I do. You, you're either gonna be Ginny or rummy. Come on, square up, Jess. What if I was gin rummy? <laughs> no, because you don't know how to play that. What if I learned? <laughs> no, because then it wouldn't be ironic. God. If you were ironically just called Gin Rummy, but you didn't, that, irony is you didn't know how to play it. You know? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You get one or the other. Alright. Fair enough. <laughs> I think El Dente already took Rummy, so you might it's have true. to do Jimmy. No. no Gin, Ginny? I'm not gonna be Jimmy. Oh, but, you know, but Ginny's like Harry Potter, you don't wanna be her either. No. Ah, oh, God. Okay, fine. We'll find another name. I'll just spell it G-I-N-Y, not with two N's. <sighs> Forget it! For, forget the whole thing. <laughs> so, Denton stands up a little taller when, uh... He's called his actual name. <laughs> a, he's called his actual name. B, he's called a mister. So Charlie pours, uh... Pours Al Dente a drink. And Al's like, No! I don't need it anymore. Done like that with alcoholism. Bye. Bye. See you. Now I'm drunk on power. Yeah, honestly. And, and, and respect. <laughs> I'm drunk on power and respect. God. And then he suddenly realizes that he's looked like shit this entire time. Yeah. And so he goes, oh, I'm gonna go get a shave. Bitch couldn't buy himself a drink, but now he can go get a shave. Honestly, what money? What what job? What, what money? What job? What money? You got that gun money? He has that place. That nice place to live. It's tr- he's got a place to live. He, I guess, maybe couldn't afford alcohol, and that's why he had to sing. I don't know. I was thinking that yeah, he does maybe have some scrap money, but he couldn't afford a drink. But still, he's got. You know, usually in most, like, Wild West stuff, you know, you find the alcoholic drinking with, like, some fucking farm animals, like, That's, sleeping there. Yeah. Because he can't afford a place to live. <laughs> yeah. He can't afford even, like, a room to rent, you know? Yeah. I, I but don't no, know this, how he's got that room above a barn. This jerk. Giant-ass he, place. He got that gun money, I guess. I mean, I suppose if you 
kill a man who comes to challenge you, you can take his money. Like, that's how you make Is money. Is that how it works? I would assume that's how it works when you're a, a gunman. When you're best in the West and people try to, try to step to you and you kill him. You can go through their pockets and be like, well, this is mine now. I guess. Who's going to step to me? I'm the best gun man. I guess. I mean, that's what I would do. Well, you know, you're... <laughs> what? <laughs> you got something to say to Gin Rummy? <laughs> the fastest gun in the West. You, no, Gin Rummy... I love my new Western OC who hangs um... out at the saloon. <laughs> what was that other OC we made... Something Weatherbottom? Oh, with, like, the du- cowboy? Dusty Spurs? And Dusty Spurs! And, and Reginald? Reginald Weatherbottom? I think if we both agree it's Reginald, then it is Reginald. Yes. Reginald Weatherbottom from, from fucking London? He was he, across the pond. He was a, he was a British man who, who came to the <laughs> Wild West and he fell in love with a cowboy. And that was our romance novel we wrote. I think it's because we're making fun of that other one. Yeah. I forget what it was. But we read we read about a really bad one, and we're like, how do we make this better? And we did. And we immediately did. And their... <laughs> their lesbian friend, Gin Rummy, he hangs around with them. I don't know. I don't know if I consider Gin Rummy the fastest gun, okay? Now it's an MLM WLW solidarity story. It is. But... I think I'm going to cast Jin Remy as, you know, one of those, like, traveling, not con men, but, like, come see my tricks with the cards and shit. Oh. Whatever the fuck that was. See, I was also going to say maybe a poker player. Yes, poker. That's a little obvious. (laughs) I'm I'm poker. But, uh. Watch me throw a knife at this card at the wall. Like, that too. Yeah, that and, like, you know, follow the lady. Oh. Three card monkey. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's okay. what I picture for Gin Rummy. Alright. Gin Rummy doesn't know much about guns. Okay. Yeah. Alright. Yeah. You're selling me on this. I, I enjoyed Gin Rummy. <laughs> I, um... <laughs> I love this OC. I, I have uh, some people that can back me up that I am good at creating OCs. <laughs> okay? Okay? God. I mean, yeah. What's her name's Betty? <laughs> Shoutouts to Betty. <laughs> I don't even know. Listen to this. I don't even know if she knows about it. I don't. But shout out to Betty in Australia. Shout out to Betty. Love Betty. So who I have a million OCs. (laughs) True. Truly, truly. So So where the hell were we? Back at the Twilight Zone. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, Denton's leaving the saloon, and Lando decides he's gonna get up and step to him again. Again. And then he just gets smacked. And unfortunately, we don't see him again for the rest of the episode, which is sad. Yeah, Denton just tries to leave, and he just fucking smacks, like, backhands him on his way out. And I'm like, it's so rude. Hey. I know he's a bully, but still, I'm like, damn, Denton. Lando <laughs> stepping to him. When you step to newfound respect al dente, you're gonna get smacked. I think if he hears you call him al dente, he's gonna smack you, too. We don't know how he thinks about all women. That's true. We just know he likes Liz. Yeah. Romantic styles. We just know he's he's got his best good friend. So Aldente finally leaves the the saloon and Liz follows him out and she's like, Oh, I think everything's gonna be okay and it's like <laughs> No No And Al's like No <laughs> No Like People you 
used to come up and challenge me, and I killed them until I killed a kid. Yeah. And then, you know, that's kind of when he, he started drinking, and he left a kid to lie in the street. And really die. fucked him up, it, as it does. As it'll do, yeah. No, the other murders didn't fuck him up. No, no, no. Those Just were all, the kid. Those were all consenting adults who consented to be murdered. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Sign me up. Sign me the fuck up. Jinrami, you can't die yet. Sign your cards. <laughs> That's something that Jinrami says all the time. Or does Jinrami date a fortune teller? Oh my god. Boom! Oh my god. Boom! I love it so much. You're welcome. I'm getting better at this. Uh, can't wait for the retinue of Twilight Zone OCs we wind up with at the end <laughs> um, of this. It's probably going to be a lot now that I know I can do it. Now that you put the, the little spark in my mind of, hey, what if we just made Twilight Zone OCs? So Denton's like, <laughs> well, you know... Now somebody's gonna come kill me. Done. Boom. Yeah. And then he walks into the barber and he, he gets himself a shave. And we can still see fate looking on and the reflection in the window. Mm-hmm. I can't I can't stop thinking about your theory that no one else can see him. That's so cool. He he's completely behind everybody the first time we see him. Yeah. Behind like the big crowd around the the porch. <laughs> he's just chilling there relaxing. Mm-hmm. He's not part of the crowd. Not like, oh my god, shoot him, shoot him. And you can just, I don't know, he's got that, just this attitude of like, yeah, alright, yeah, I kind of know what's already going to go on. Everyone else is really excited. That's what puts you off. And I think somebody would have looked at him, seen him. Someone else would have acknowledged him in this time. But none of it happens. Mm. And then even, yeah, and then when he sneaks up to the doors of the saloon to check, he sneaks like, if he, people could see him... Yeah, he's just suddenly there. Like. Yeah, if people could see him, he would have walked in normal and acted like everybody else in the room. But, True. yeah, since the first time I watched this episode... That's fun. He... I don't know, not a ghost. A, not a mirage. It, what the fuck he's is that He's just word? a... I don't remember that word. He's just a figment. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. He's just a dude. A fake dude. Yeah. Just like death, you know. Yeah. Death and fate. Yeah. Come on down to Rod Serling's embodiments of the forces that people face in existence. Also, we, we got death. We got fate. We got time. We got the devil multiple times. So many times. So many times. Come on down. To Rod Serling's antiquities. <laughs> to Rod Serling's antiquities. <laughs> Rod, Rod Serling's physical embodiments. <laughs> so then we get the, uh... We got the mid-episode break. I'm gonna take a drink because I'm thirsty. So we come back and uh, Den's admiring his new shave in the mirror in the room that he has above a barn. That he huge room that he has with his gun money. Den, what do you do? <laughs> Den, how do you have anything? <laughs> I don't understand. I don't understand how he just has stuff. But then uh, the door to his house just opens. <laughs> And two men just kind of hey. stand in the doorway. Yeah, kind of just lurk. And they're looking for him, because they have a description of him. Of a, no, just a tall blonde uh, just man. Just a tall blonde man who carries a gun. You know who that is? <laughs> <laughs> Literally, Den, you did not have to, like, you know, own up to that. It's true, Den, you don't have to say Well, yeah, there's two things. It's either they didn't know, and Den could have not owned up, could have not owned up to it, or... They obviously knew and they're just taunting him. I think they're taunting him, yeah. Yeah. 
So they say, yeah, uh, Pete Grant is going to come into town tomorrow at 10 to have a shootout with you. Okay. All right. Bye bye. <laughs> and then they just leave, and Den's like, fuck. I had time for a shave. I only had time for a shave. Wah, wah. Wah, wah. I don't care about you, Elton. Dumb old Elton. So then we see him the next morning, and he's out by a, a fence doing one of my favorite things that you see <laughs> in Western movies, which is when they try to shoot the cans off the fence. Mm-hmm. Except there's only one can on this fence, because I guess he only has to hit one thing. A and he, person. And he misses every time. Yeah, he. you see him take out the gun, and this is the first time he's using the gun himself. Fate is not firing it for him. And his hands are all shaky, because guess what? He's an alcoholic ah! who hasn't had a drink in a while. Oh, boy. So he's trying to hold the gun. He's trying to aim it. He fires it a couple times, and it, no, it, it's bad. And he just kind of gives up immediately. It's like a tiny little vignette, and I love it so much. So then we cut to nighttime, and he's, like, packing his bags. He's like... Yeah, I gotta go. No, I'm done with this. Packing his bags to flee town, and he hears a clattering outside. He goes and looks out the window, and uh, there's Fate with his cart. And the whole town center is empty, except for Fate and the cart. Which has not moved this whole episode. No. (laughs) And some pots that he dropped on the ground to get Den's attention. Yeah. And so he's, like, bending down to pick up the pots and looking up at Den's like, house. Like, you seeing this? <laughs> like, you hear me yet, Den? Hey, Den! It's fate that you're gonna hear this. You gotta come out and see me sometime. <laughs> clang, clang, clang. Yeah. <laughs> Banging him over his yeah. head. Yeah. Which is, like, I think... No, never mind. Because, yeah, Den's seen him, like, the whole time. Yeah, Den's, so. Den's been seeing him. Yeah. Has he? I was gonna. I was just gonna say maybe he hasn't, and this is the first time he saw him. But um, when oh, I just had it, there's you see fate three times before this. Mm-hmm. And one of them I could have swore didn't looked at him. Maybe. I think when the gun showed up. No, I think the gun just showed up. Yeah, because Denton was rolling but it, like, around. It was like right next to his cart, though. Denton fell to the ground, like right near him. That still doesn't mean he saw the cart. I know, but I feel like I saw. I just had the thought in my head, and then an animal happened, and now it's gone, and I'm mad. I'm so sorry. So probably the first time Denton's seen him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fate's out there in the town square, banging his pots and pans around to get Denton's attention. We got a real long-ass sequence of Denton coming down the stairs, and Fate just kind of standing there next to the cart, waiting for him to come over, and Denton's still coming down the stairs, and then he finally walks over, and he's like... I don't need anything. <laughs> You're a peddler, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> I can't use anything. And Fate's like, yeah, you know, I sell pots and pans and pitchforks and potions. He's a witch. <laughs> <laughs> He's a fucking witch. <laughs> and Period. Then Den reports him to the sheriff and he gets hanged for being a witch. Dude, the end. That'd be a good episode. That would be a good episode, too. Unless nobody else can see him and Denton's like, hey, this dude's a witch. And they're like, what dude, Denton? And then Denton gets hung. As a witch. As a witch. Damn. We're seeing shit. I hope uh, Gin Rummy and the fortune teller is also a little witch involved. Mm. Well, we already know that all gunslingers are wizards who only know one spell and it's bullet. <laughs> I thought you were going to do a Wizards and Glass reference. Uh, I don't know enough about Wizards and Glass. It's true. I didn't tell you enough about that book. God, that's not good. Just okay. Wait, what book is that? 
Wind oh, it's the backstory. The Which one was Went Through the Keyhole? That was Went Through the Keyhole. <laughs> that was a book by itself. I know. Wizards and Glass was his OG baby backstory. Oh, little baby gunslinger. Yeah, Because yeah, yeah. there's a lot of glass. There's a glass ball involved. Okay. Went Through the Keyhole. Fushigi balls just in the dark tower. I can't believe the dark tower is selling Fushigi balls. Okay. They are, but they're all different colors. It's a rainbow, literally. A rainbow fushigi And there's balls. a black one. I don't think I ever told you that. <clears throat> no. No. But they're definitely fushigi balls. And they're... They might be a little bigger. They never say this. I don't think they ever say the size. They're advanced fushigi balls. <laughs> I think they're like... They're probably no... They're, if they are bigger than fushigi balls, they're only a little bigger. Like, they're not like the size of someone's head, like a bowling ball or something. <laughs> so... But yeah, they're, it's, they're all different colors and they all do different things. Because they're the wizard's... Magic balls. <laughs> I still can't believe I forgot to tell you about these. Well, they're not that important to the overall plot. <laughs> hey, Stephen King. Also, I didn't tell you a lot about uh, uh, Wizards in the Glass just because I want it was just it went on for so long, mm. and you only wanted to know the good juicy stuff. True, and about him as an adult. And this was stupid baby, falling in love, baby, stupid stuff. Yeah. So. We, we gotta save this for the Dark Tower podcast. Oh, on. God! <laughs> I'd have to reread them. No, I'll just read them. Oh. I'll read them now. No, you would hate to read it. You I would, probably would. But, like, you'd hate, no. You, you. I would hate it, yeah. I have been wanting to rewatch the movie lately. Mm-hmm. Only because I, I thought of my favorite Dark Tower thing. Of it's not even Dark Tower, but you know, Darude sandstorm plays in the distance, and Crack. the the cowboy Crack cracks his glow, his glow sticks. A, we're just referencing a lot of good Dumbler posts yeah, today. Yeah, and uh, so yeah, I, I was thinking of that the other day. So I want to rewatch the movie, mm-hmm. but no, you you can't read. The, that's why I told you about the books as I read them because I know you'd hate them. You wouldn't be able to finish it. You I probably wouldn't. Yeah. You, I told, I keep telling you, like, the first three are, like, you know, readable. They're small, they're smaller, they're readable. I would read up until Blaine the Train and then I would stop. No, because you, Wizards and Glasses before Blaine the Train and you, I don't think you'd get through that. I'd skip that one then. <laughs> it's true, you can't. <laughs> I, I could just fucking skip a you book. You can. I don't care. You can. Stephen King's not gonna come fight me. Ah, <sighs> If he does, I'll fight him. He'd have to leave Maine. Yeah. <laughs> he can't. They won't let him leave. It, that's not even... They won't let him... He's physically, magically trapped in there. Yeah. A witch trapped him in Maine. <laughs> For writing these books. <laughs> oh, well, God. Speaking of... There's also a witch in okay. Wizard and Glass. Okay, but Fushigi Balls. We have to stop talking about the Dark Tower. I forgot how it even started. Talking about wizards and the only spell they know is gun. You started this! I did. (laughs) I started a lot of things. I start things, I don't finish them. It's my one flaw. (laughs) And now we're going to talk about Bob's Burgers now. (laughs) Hey. You can't relate Bob's Burgers to this episode, though. I can relate it to me. Shh, no. <laughs> oh, God. All right. So Dante's like, yeah, I should run away. I should just fucking leave town. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. that's much better than staying here and getting shot. And it's like, yeah, fair. Hey, 100%. Because he's like, 
assured he's gonna die. <coughs> Basically. And Fate's like, no! Don't run away! Here, take this potion! I have potions! Who wants one? Who wants one? <laughs> Same. God, if there was a Twilight Zone musical, I would die. Um, or even like a really blatantly gay character. <laughs> God. That's, that's the one thing that I really hope for in the, the reboot is yeah. just a lot more gay. Yeah. Yeah. Want a lot more gays and a lot more people of color in the Twilight Zone. <laughs> the Twilight Zone accepts all kinds. Okay, mm-hmm. and Rod just wants to put them all in the Twilight Zone. Yeah. Well, now we're gonna get them. So Fate gives him a a potion that makes you good at guns. Honestly, for ten seconds. For ten seconds. For ten seconds, you're the fastest of the fast. And Den's like, what happens after that? And he's like, well, then you're just fucked. You suck again. That. Yeah, you, you suck. Whatever. He's like, here you go. Try it. Drink it. <laughs> right now. He's very aggressive about it. Al drinks it. And then Des like, hey, shoot that lantern down the block over there on, like, the third floor. And then the gun suddenly goes off again. It's Once again, Den didn't shoot this fucking gun. But he thinks he did. But he sure does think he did. He's too kind of... <laughs> Dumb enough to question it. Yeah, he's too dumb to question a lot of things. Which, I wonder what fucking time it is. Because it's clearly it's night- very late, yeah. It's clearly nighttime, but it's not 10 o'clock yet. So I don't know what time it is. And there's no scene. people. And the there's sh- no one out there. This and- town is empty. In a town where everyone goes to bed at what I have to assume is 930 and then they get up at 10 to watch a gunfight. Honestly, or they're just all in the saloon. <laughs> I, there's yeah. no, there's nothing else to do in town. I don't know. That you know of. Yeah. Fate gives Denton another potion for when he faces off against Grant and he says, hey, drink this before you shoot him and you'll shoot him. <laughs> Done. Done. Did my job. Bye. Bye. <laughs> and Den's like, oh, well, what do I owe you? Like, what's the what's the charge for this? And Fate's like, oh, no cost. Just remember the day Fate came to town. And then he... Gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. I did it. I related Bob's Burgers this episode. Done. Done. <laughs> and then he gets in his car and he leaves. Or, you know, just stops being around. We don't see him again until the end of the episode. Yeah. And so then it's uh 10 o'clock and we're... In the Dalton Saloon, I keep fucking forgetting who owns the damn bar, and we see this very ancient doctor, who I don't understand why it's not the man who played the barber, because those would have been the same person. Mm -hmm. There was no such thing as a doctor. And so they're all, you know, just standing around tensely in the saloon, and you hear some horses outside. You see Fate's face briefly, because he's just kind of smiling, like, (laughs) It's almost time, dude. Time for my fucking plan to happen. Me, the master of puppets, pulling their strings. Mm-hmm. Pete Grant, we see him walk in, and he's played by Doug McClure, who you may remember from such films as, I believe, The Lost Continent and one called Warlords of Atlantis. Huh. I looked up other things that he was in. Okay. A couple of his movies were on the New Mystery Science Theater 3000. But he, I think he was like 22 in this role. Because he's got a real baby face. Yeah, wicked. Like, if y'all thought Lando looked young. Lando looked uh, like on the tail end of 
you know, 20, but no, this dude's on the beginning of 20. Yeah. So he walks in. He also looks like a little rich boy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because he's dressed all in black and he's got like a... Little ascot. A little ascot. I almost said a cravat, but that's not the same thing. (laughs) Oh, my God. If he had a cravat. And like a vest. Oh, gosh. A cravat and a leather vest. Changing the game. Changing the gunslinger game. I'm so here for him now, even though I hate him. (laughs) Here for these new fashions of leather vest and cravat. (laughs) Oh my god. So Grant steps up and he's like, Hey, you done? Hey. He's like, yeah. He's like, hey, you fast? He's like, yeah. <laughs> Are you gonna shoot me? And he's like, <laughs> I aim to. Hey. hey. I wanna smack him. <laughs> he's, he's a real dumb bimbo. He looks like he's six foot two, but I wanna smack him. <laughs> and so they both pop the corks on their little fate potions. Well, no, first... First. He's like, hey, Denton, get away from the bar. Because <laughs> he doesn't want to shoot him right by the bar. And right. then there's an extra behind Al Dente. Oh, I forgot about the extra. Yeah, so there's there's Al Dente and an extra by the bar. And then Grant walks, like, he's talking, and he's like, alright, come away from the bar, and we can do this. And an extra just runs. And he's like, what the? <laughs> That's true. That's- <laughs> These extras aren't the worst. <laughs> Bad extras. And then they turn around, kind of. And, and then they, they turn their shoulders. It's like, okay, hold on a second, let me just pop, look, 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 look. Yeah. And they turn around and they both see that they have little fate vials. So they've both been played. Yeah, they just stare at each other they, for a minute. They stare at each other for way past the count of ten that yeah. fate says the yeah. potion works for. Yep. They're just like, what if you and I, who? <laughs> and they shoot each other. Boom. Boom. Bang. And they both shoot each other in the hand. Disarming the, each other. The gun-holding hand. <laughs> for gun-holders. For gun-holders. <laughs> what do men need hands for? What do men need hands uh, We come full circle we to come. the hands and the fingers. Mm-hmm. And then the doctor steps up and says, hey, this is a tie, because both of you just shot each other in the hands. Yeah, then he goes to the alley. He's like, yeah, you sure got shot. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you sure did get shot. All right, let me bandage that up. And he does. He's like, oh, but the way you stood up there, that's something you can tell your grandkids about. And it's like, it wasn't that impressive. Like, Yeah, but he's standing by Liz now because she's to, like, congratulate him that he didn't die. Yeah, And so it's kind of implied that they're going to hook up and have those grandkids. I guess. Yeah, that's that's how it works. Yeah. (laughs) The doctor wraps them both up and then Al Dente goes up to Grant and he goes... Oh, we're the same now. You're, we're not so different, you and I. I, I fucking hated this little speech that he gives because yeah. it's the moralizing. And it's not even delivered well. It's not delivered well. So he's like, oh, you you learned it early. You can never fire a gun again in anger. And it's like, hey, we watched a man hold a gun with his left hand earlier mm-hmm. in this episode. I'm pretty sure this 20-year-old man could learn how to hold a gun with his left hand. If he really wants to shoot a gun, he he has no, another hand. only Martin Landau can shoot with his left hand. I suppose. That's it. That's <laughs> it. And he got shot with his left hand, so he's done. I guess, No yeah. one shot with their left hand ever again. <laughs> <laughs> and there weren't any more left hands... In the There's just no more left hands. No more left hands. <laughs> <laughs> what do men really need hands for? Nothing. Chop. <laughs> Get rid of them. 
Like, Grant can never fire in anger again. I don't think there was that. There wasn't, like, anger behind this, though. This was, like, a point of pride. Yeah, this is just all ego showing off. Yeah, this is just showing off ego, be the best in the West. Which, Denton also never fired a gun in anger. Like, no one was firing guns in anger in this episode. Yeah. Landau was firing guns in being in the... Just dicking jerk, around. yeah. He was just being a jerk for his own fun. Nobody was angry with their gun. But... That's true. There's this whole episode, there's... No, there's except for when Landau gets shot in the hand and tries to duel him again. That's the only anger. In the yeah, that's whole the episode. that's the only anger that we see. That's and it. That's after he had it coming, frankly. Yeah, God. and he gets taken care of. Yeah, he gets shot and then hit and then slapped. <laughs> Landau learned his lesson through violence. Yeah. <laughs> what this episode turns out to be about <laughs> is that men need to learn lessons through violence. <laughs> We already knew that. We, yeah. <laughs> We've been new. So, Pete leaves. We'd be out here, knowing. So, Pete leaves the saloon, and his, uh, you know, henchman that he sees before is like, hey, did you get him? And he's like, no worse than he got me. And then he looks, and I think this confirms your, your theory that people couldn't see him, because you can see that Pete clearly acknowledges fate. Yeah. Because fate's standing there feeding his horse. Yeah. At, like yeah. as far <laughs> arm length the way I don't know much about horses, but I'm pretty sure you can get closer than that. No, nope, that they're gonna bite all your fingers off. <laughs> yeah, he's like standing a full arm's length away to feed the horse that's, that pulls his car. That's what most people do when that's, they're scared. It's like, yes, you. St- I acknowledge you need food, but don't come any closer. If I could be farther away from you, I would. It's literally how people, most people feed horses. Yeah. Unless they like them. It's the most awkward horse feeding. It's That's the other reason I love to watch this episode is yeah. watch Fate try to feed a horse and watch the bad extras and watch young Martin Landau. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Pete and his uh, cronies run away. Or, you know, horse away. <laughs> they horse away, yeah. Okay. And then Denton comes out of the saloon. He, you know... Makes eyes with fate, and he's like, yeah, I got a second chance in life. I guess I can't shoot a gun anymore. Yeah. Sure. What are you going to do, Den? Den wanted to not be able to shoot a gun anymore. Yeah. Like, that's clear, because he was doing it with the drinking, but the drinking was killing him. But now he can't, physically cannot shoot a gun. He has his excuse to stop shooting a gun. Though, now that he doesn't have an excuse to shoot a gun anymore, he might just... And now that fate won't intervene with his alcoholism, it's true. What's gonna start right back up? What becomes of <laughs> this man who was actually an alcoholic? Because you know, yeah, when he was trying to shoot that gun by himself, he had wicked withdrawal shakes. He was having the the DTs, even though yeah. no one realized it, especially him. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's like okay, you got your hand shot. You don't have to shoot anybody else anymore because left hands don't exist. Um, you're probably gonna hook up with Liz and have some kids, but you're still an alcoholic. <laughs> you still need some help. You're L-Dad's still an alcoholic. <laughs> what? Another thing we don't see is the horrible infection that all these men get from their gunshot wounds. Yeah, and then they all lose their right hands again. Boom. No hands in the West because y'all got infections. Because <laughs> there's no sanitation measures happening. And that's the episode. <laughs> and fate drives off out of town. That's it. So did you like this episode? Um, it was alright. Okay. It was just kind of slow. A little bit. Yeah, this was more of just like a character concept study. Yeah. yeah. Then, you know. Rob was testing out some OCs. <laughs> Rob was testing out his gun OCs. JK, everyone's an OC in the Twilight Zone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Isn't there that episode where he's got the typewriter that changes what happens? Yes. And then he erases himself. Everyone's an OC in the Twilight Zone. Oh, I love it. That's an ad, That was an episode of the Twilight Zone. Rod got your fucking number. Rod, he's got my number. Yeah, one, he's got my number. Two, he, he realized it himself. And he's like, shit. Like, <laughs> at me. I forget what season it was that I watched this random ass episode, but he's like, probably just halfway through writing an episode. He's like, shit, my next one, I real, I'm realizing all these are just OCs. I can do whatever I want with these fuckers. And he does. By naming them El Dende. And Hodlinger. Hodling. Hodling. Oh. <laughs> I don't like saying it. My brain doesn't like it. I don't like this name. <laughs> I don't like it. God. Did you like the episode? Yeah. I like it for the, the things I listed before. The <laughs> the Landau, the Yeah. The extras and the fate feeding the horse. Yeah. Please watch this episode for those three things. Yeah. Don't watch it unless, if you don't want to ask the man repeatedly how he gets his money, and, uh... <laughs> I wanted to know more about Landau and Liz. Like, I wanted more of both of them in this episode. True that. Who do you think would win? Uh, oh, God. Fate from this episode, or death from the last episode? Oh, fate for sure. Yes. Yeah. But also, why would they fight when they could be dating? <laughs> Okay, yeah, valid point. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Fate's a little older. Fate's got some because you know death could be into that. We don't know. <laughs> death looked a little weak. Death went after Lou Bookman. That's true. Death's into older. That death is into <laughs> older men. God. Yeah, Lou Bookman basically just sold himself to him, and Death's like, yeah, okay, got it. I definitely need an older man following me around all the time to do yeah. my bidding. Yeah, yeah. All right, fine. Yeah, okay, they're dating. Whatever. <laughs> Thank you for listening to our Twilight Zone podcast. <laughs> OC podcast. It's the best one on the internet. It's the only one. <laughs> it's probably not. No, there's de- it's definitely not, but, you know, <laughs> I highly doubt any of the other ones have this high-quality discussion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that guy fed a horse real funny. You should definitely watch the episode. I liked it a lot. Yeah. That's that's the high quality part of it. Listen. Calling him El Dente. Yeah. Creating Gin Rummy, the greatest OC. You're welcome. TM, TM, TM. We're a good podcast. <laughs> oh, gosh. I love it. Do you want to hear what's uh, our next episode? Yes. Okay. Episode four. Our next episode will be episode four, The 16 Millimeter Shrine. Oh, gosh. <laughs> an aging movie star rewatches her old films in an attempt to recapture her youth. Mmm. Mm. I don't remember this one. I've seen parts of it. I was, you know, I like to watch, you know, TV on mute because I'm a weird creep. Um, so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think that was the ones I watched on mute. <laughs> okay. So I f- physically, I know what happened to her. Vocally, I don't know what happened to her. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I also didn't, I, don't, I didn't, wasn't watching the whole thing. It was just kind of on. I think it was like three in the morning. So. <laughs> All right. Well, that'll be next time. Boom. Uh, in the meantime, dear listener, <laughs> if you're still listening, um, if you would 
like to get in touch with the show, you can email us at SpookySpotPod, or I set up a Twitter, at the Spooky Spot. Mm. I can't believe nobody had that handle, but... <laughs> well... <laughs> but we have those. Everyone else is a bunch of chumps. Everybody else is a bunch of chumps. <laughs> spooky Spot, colon, everybody else is a bunch of chumps. Yeah, that's how you get... That's how you promote... You make everybody else feel like trash. No. <laughs> 100%. You gotta put them down to get them back up. <laughs> well, thank you, trash listener. JK, I love you a lot. You do a lot of negging. <laughs> Neg your listeners. <laughs> God. All right, well, until next time, <laughs> stay spooky. Yeah. Hello, I'm Troy McClure. You may remember me from such movies as Cry Yuma and Here Comes the Coast Guard. The Revenge of Abe Lincoln and the Wackiest Covered Wagon in the West. Buck Henderson, Union Buster, and Troy and Company's Summertime Smile Factory.